0: What are the chances that one of BYU's most recent additions to their 2024 football roster could be the wild card that shakes all things up for BYU in their quarterback derby this offseason? We'll talk about that. We'll also talk BYU basketball. Cougars looking to go to UCF and get their first ever Big 12 win. They'll do it just a few days after the Knights upset number 3 Kansas. What are the chances they can pull it off? We're talking about all of it on today's show. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports, and we are brought to, to brought to you today, excuse me, by our title sponsor over at FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. We make every moment more with our friends at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get one hundred fifty dollars in bonus bets with any. Five dollars money line bet. Uh, win or lose, you can get that $150 in bonus bets. Go to Fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. Alright, let's dive right in on today's show. And I'm not going to bury the lead uh, as we talk about the tease I had as we open the show. And there is an interesting uh, development here for BYU and their quarterback derby. Now, the Cougars look like they're going to have eight guys on their uh, quarterback depth chart going into spring camp. I'm just going to say this right at the outset. I fully expect BYU will go into training camp and the 2024 football season with less than eight quarterbacks on the roster. But that being aside, there was a question posed to me by a good friend of the podcast, Taylor, who's a longtime listener. And Taylor, uh, I don't know if I've expressed this enough, but thank you uh, to all of you, like guys like Taylor, who are longtime supporters of this podcast. But he reached out yesterday with a question and said, Jake, I've yet to hear you really talk a lot about Trayson Bourget and what he can offer to the BYU football program. I said, okay, I'd be happy to hit uh, on that and uh, Here's the thing about this. Trayson Borgay is an interesting case as he joins the BYU football program. This is a young man who was a former three-star prospect. He was rated 85 according to 24-7 Sports. So that's a mid-tier three-star prospect. That's a guy who can contribute at the Power 5 football level. And at the quarterback position, that's a little bit iffy because obviously quarterbacks are at a premium. You need to have high-level quarterback play to lift you uh, to new heights. Now, Trayson ultimately enrolled and played at Western Michigan the past two years before leaving the Broncos and looking for a new home. He recently announced he's committed to BYU and as I understand it, uh, he is going to be coming to BYU with the intention of going out there and proving that he belongs in the quarterback race for BYU. Uh, I, I, it's hard pressed for me to say that he is absolutely going to be in the mix uh, to start potentially for BYU, but he is a guy who's got more experience than the vast majority of the guys in the QB Derby with him on paper. He has played more college football at this point point in his young career than guys like Nick Billups, uh, Cade Fennegan, Ryder Burton, Noah Lugo. He has got actual game experience, albeit at the G5 level, that will put him on par with a guy like Jake Retzloff. He's actually played more games if you want to just go by games played than Jake Retzloff has at BYU. Gary Bohannon has the most experience. That's very evident by him being, it depends on what you look at, 6th or 7th year senior, and he'll be in the mix there. But the case for a guy like uh, Trayson Borgay to be in the mix for BYU in this quarterback derby, I, I, I think of one thing in particular, and that is his older brother Trenton. Now, Trenton plays at Arizona State, and hold your jokes about ASU and how this is going to relate, but let me a- extrapolate a little, uh, just for a minute here on Trenton Borgay. Trenton Borgay, if you look at his 24-7 uh, profile when he committed to Arizona State in 2019, did not have a rating. That would mean he's a two-star uh, uh, prospect in most people's mind, according to 24-7 Sports, but he wasn't rated at all when he ultimately landed Arizona State. He uh, really bided his time or and just kind of worked his way up methodically up the depth chart. Now, when things cratered at Arizona State with the whole thing with Herm Edwards and that whole thing going down, they were uh, left with a bit of an issue at the quarterback position, and in comes this plucky uh, junior at the time, Trenton Borgay, and he ends up uh, having some uh, pretty decent moments for Arizona State. Uh, for his career, Trent Borgay has passed for 3,091 yards with 13 touchdowns in his career. He has completed uh, just, uh, let's see, about 66% of his passes overall uh, for his career, and they're not necessarily astounding numbers, but that's the thing about this. If his older brother, speaking of Tresen Borgay, if Trenton Borgay can contribute at the Power 5 football level, albeit for a team that was struggling at the time for Arizona State, but he's able to contribute. He did play eight games this past year uh, for ASU, Seven the year before that, four in 2021. So he's got game experience. If he's able to contribute to the Power Five football level, and he was a much lower rated, if not just not rated, athlete, uh, a quarterback coming out of high school, what is a guy like Trayson Borgate able to offer to BYU? Well, the one thing about this is I know that Trayson had interest from BYU when he was coming out of high school. The Cougars ultimately opted to go a different direction, but Trayson has got good size for the quarterback position. Six foot two, 215 pounds. He's a well put together athlete. Uh, Forrest, Career so far at at, at um, Northern Michigan, he has uh, completed 111 of 212 passes. That's just 52 percent completion percentage. 1,314 yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions. Those stats don't necessarily make you think, wow, this kid's going to come in and really uh, blow up at BYU. But considering the talent base around him, and I, I don't proclaim to be a Western Michigan uh, aficionado and know much about their roster, but I would venture to say that BYU's weapons that would, they'd be able to surround a guy like Trayson Borgay with would far outdo what Western Michigan had at his disposal. And he stepped in and played a, a decent amount for uh, the Western Michigan Mustangs. He's played 10 games in his career to this point, Four in 2022, six. Uh, this past year in 2023. So don't discount what Trayson Borgay can bring to the mix for BYU. Like, Let me reiterate, I I don't expect him to come out and wow everybody and take the job and just uh, kind of steamroll his way to being the starting quarterback for BYU because if he does that, he'd be put on scholarship right away and be a phenomenal story, by the way. A guy that comes seemingly out of nowhere ends up as the starting quarterback for BYU at the Power 5 football level, but we can't... uh, just completely cast him aside as a, as a nothing, uh, uh, Nothing burger. I don't know, uh, probably not the right terminology to use there. But you can't throw his name uh, just uh, yeah off to the side and say, yeah, he's not going to factor in here. He has got bonafide game experience at the uh, G5 level. He has played college football games. And, yes, they're not, like I said, not gaudy statistics. But keep an eye on this. It's going to be interesting to see if he can enter his name into the sweepstakes here and see if he can make a push for playing time for BYU. I still think the top two contenders going into spring camp will be Gary Bohannon against against Jake Retzloff. But do not be surprised if Trayson Borgay makes some noise and makes a move up the depth chart. And he's going to have to string together some really good practices to do that. But he does have game experience, and that should benefit him as he tries to make a name for himself. In Provo. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll flip over to basketball for just a little bit. BYU still looking for their first Big 12 win for the men's basketball program, and for that matter, the women's basketball team still looking for their first W in Big 12 play. Can the men's team get it tomorrow at UCF? Well, UCF just upset number three Kansas. What does BYU have to do to get over the hump against the uh, against the Knights? We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Of course, the NFL regular season is wrapped up, my friends. The playoffs are here. There's still time, though, to get in on the action with our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers, you get about $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed put into your account when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Simple as that, my friends. The app is super easy to use. There's many different ways to bet, like money lines, spreads, player props, parlays. They have live same-game parlays available to you guys. You can find bets in their new Explore tab, Maybe it's a bet you hadn't even considered, and you can uh, take advantage of it uh, in the app there with our friends at FanDuel. Even to make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays if you want to have some fun this NFL postseason. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup today, my friends. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. It's all courtesy of your friends at FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at uccu they have learn and earn the uccu mobile banking app is an app that's paying your entire family to learn about money all of us want to be smarter when it comes to our finances i have been doing this now we're about uh, two weeks in uh, to the new year i can tell you of the uh, 12 days we've had so far in the new year i have completed my lessons on learn and earn as a member of uccu 10 of those days it's been a really really fun way the best part is all of those uh story oh not the stories the lessons you are going through they have uh, quizzes and and trivia, And every time you complete a topic, you accrue points and be redeemed for gift cards to places like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family so anybody can participate in this. The best part is you can all track your progress in leaderboards and cash in on those gift cards today. It's all available inside the UCCU mobile banking app so you can play it time, anywhere, and more importantly, the more you play, the more you learn, and the more you learn, the more you earn. It's Learn and Earn, part of UCCU, UCCU's award-winning B-Money Smart Youth Banking Program helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of your friends at UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. If you have not done so already, would encourage you guys to sign up for our subtext community. Great way to support this show. A great way to interact with me directly via text messages that come directly to your phone. Uh, hoping to really ramp this up here in the new year. We'd love for you guys to be along for the ride. 14-day free trial, $4.99 a month, $5 a month after that. Uh, and would love for you guys to interact with the show more fully. It's where we're going to away tickets. We've got uh, tickets to is it the Iowa State game for BYU basketball coming up next. Uh, if you'd like to be in the mix to win those tickets, well, you got to be part of the subtext community, so sign up today. It's in the show notes. Enter your phone number and you're off and rolling and would love for you guys to be along for the ride. All right, and BYU, speaking of rides, are on their way to Orlando, Florida. Yes, they are going to be taking on the UCF Knights down there in Orlando and looking forward to this. Should be a big opportunity for BYU on paper to go up and pick up their first Big 12 win ever. Now, that got a little more complicated Wednesday night when the UCF uh, Knights uh, upset then number three, or I guess yeah, it'd be then number three, Kansas, sixty-five to sixty-one, a huge win uh, for UCF. There's no if and or but about it. Uh, the Orlando Sentinel said it was the biggest win in UCF history, and for good reason because when you do that on your home court, get your first ever Big Twelve win, and beat one of the true blue bloods of the sport of uh, college basketball, yeah, that's that's awesome stuff for UCF. I, I actually, I'm I'm super jealous that UCF got a home game against Kansas this year. I would have loved for BYU to have had. Kansas coming to the Marriott Center. Alas, BYU will make their loan uh, trip or the lone game against Kansas, they'll make the trip to Lawrence to play in Fog Allen Phil's house, which in and of itself is a really cool thing. But still, uh, to have UCF UCF hosting Kansas, crazy game. But there are some uh, concerning things for the BYU basketball program as they go into this game. Uh, None bigger it feels like to me right now is that the turnover woes, and remember last year we talked all the time on this podcast. Those of you who are longtime listeners can remember the podcast last year in the basketball season and just the lamenting of the fact that BYU was a turnover machine as a team. They just—they were routinely 14, 15, 16, 17 turnovers a game, and it absolutely crippled their chances to win basketball games. Well, BYU have been doing a pretty good job during the non-conference slate this year of limiting those turnovers. Uh, I think it was Jay Drew wrote this for the Deseret News. He did point out that BYU had been, uh, allowing, had been averaging just about uh, 10 turnovers, less than turn, 10 turnovers a game in non-conference. But uh, So 10.6 is, uh, currently for BYU, and that has moved up after the result of the last two Games for BYU against Cincinnati, and particularly most recently against Baylor. BYU had 14 turnovers in that game against Baylor. 18 points came off of those. And that's a huge reason why they lost 81 to 72 to the Baylor Bears. BYU has to avoid turnover woes if they want to win games in the Big 12. The problem is Johnny Dawkins, uh, the head coach for UCF. He's got a really, really high-intensity uh, defensive style that UCF relies on. They forced let's see, was it 18 turnovers? Yeah, 18 turnovers. On Kansas in that sixty-five to sixty upset win Wednesday night. Well, you can guarantee BYU is going to come is going to come into the uh, come into UCF and UCF is going to be thinking, okay, if we can turn over Kansas that much. We're going to get after BYU, and we're going to make their life miserable. BYU, this is of paramount importance for BYU to take care of the basketball. One other thing that Jay Drew pointed out, and I had not considered this, and I went back and checked it for myself. Did you guys know it's been seven straight games stretching back to last season since BYU won a true road game? Yeah, it's been quite a a long time uh, for BYU since they have won on the road. This is not going to be an easy game, but... The hope for BYU going into this UCF matchup is that the Knights have a little bit of that hangover effect. They've got that halcyon high of beating the number three team in the country and they have that letdown that uh, very routinely happens when you get a big win like that. The problem is UCF is forcing 16.7 turnovers on average per game with Johnny Dawkins' defense out there. This is a UCF team that is not necessarily the most uh, gifted team offensively, and I'd actually say far from it. That's the biggest thing BYU's got to be under, under uh, understanding is that UCF wants to make games a rock fight. They want to turn you over. They want to get buckets in transition. They want to muck it up and make it tough for you to go out there and run your offense. And BYU has learned very early on, I think here in Big 12, play, that Cincinnati, Baylor, they all have that intention of forcing BYU to make mistakes and punishing them for those mistakes. It's going to be very very imperative. The BYU uh, make sure that they cover for themselves. Jalen Sellers is the leading scorer for uh, UCF on the on the season, averaging seventeen point eight points per game. Darius Johnson, his backcourt running mate, is averaging fourteen point one, and then Marcellus Avery is the only other player in double digits on average scoring wise, ten point one points per game, albeit doing it in just twenty two minutes. That's pretty efficient on his end. As a team, UCF is shooting uh, on the, the season uh, a grand total of forty three percent from the field, thirty two. 5 from three. This is a team that BYU takes care of the basketball, runs their sets, gets their ability to shoot the basketball back on track, which they actually had uh, for stretches of that Baylor game. It could set up for BYU to go out there and get their first Big 12 win, but that turnover issue that has reared its ugly head for BYU basketball is going to be a a massive, massive concern until Mark Pope's squad proves that they can take care of the basketball. There's a big uh, point being made, and a lot of people have uh, mentioned it on social media. We uh, uh, talked about it a little bit, I think, in our postcast after uh, the Baylor game, uh, the podcast we did right after that, is that Dallin Hall is really the only true point guard on BYU's roster. Now, there was obviously... during the offseason they thought Quez Glover was going to be that guy he ultimately decides to leave BYU ends up transferring to Kansas State and crazily enough he hasn't even played basketball for Kansas State and he very well may not play this entire season uh, for the Wildcats due to multiple injuries but uh, that being what it is BYU doesn't have a true backup point guard to handle the ball when Dallin Hall is off the court and there have been a lot of people out there that have got concerns that Dallin Hall is shooting BYU out of basketball games Mark Pope acknowledged that he's in a Of a slump right now during his media availability on Wednesday, and I think Dallin Hall would tell you, yes, he is in a shooting slump. But Mark Pope said this shooter, shoot. And the biggest thing for me with Dallin Hall is he takes two, maybe three shots a game that are like, Why are you doing that? Why are you pulling from there? There's a 40 footer against Cincinnati that just you're like, What are you doing there? Are you just hoisting up a prayer and hope it's going to knock it down? I just there are, the shot selection, the decision-making for Dallin Hall can be questionable at times with his, shot, uh, with his shots that he takes on the court. I'm not going to question, though, that his ability to distribute the basketball, he's averaging better than two assists to every turnover. So he's doing his job as the point guard or uh, handling the ball most for BYU. The biggest question is who else can take that burden off of him? Well, there was some thought that that might be Dawson Baker, but as Mark Pope pointed out, the decision is coming down the pipe, and I'll tell you right now that Dawson Baker, in my mind, is not going to play another uh, another game of basketball this season for BYU. He's had a surgery on that foot, has not responded to treatment, and the the recovery window just it just has not worked. So he's going to have to go undergo the knife once again to hopefully fix the the foot issue that has been really hampering him. And that takes a guy off of the court that BYU may have turned to as that backup uh, number one to be that uh, point guard to handle things with the second team. Does that mean that it opens an opportunity for a guy, let's say, like a Jackson Robinson? We saw Jackson take a little bit more of uh, point guard duties against Baylor. That may give him an opportunity to find better looks for himself, but he's also a guy that usually plays better off the ball. So you got to find an option for BYU to be able to facilitate your offense. Dallin Hall, obviously, is going to do his part. I, I can assure you of that. The problem is, who else can step up and be that playmaker? Can it be a Spencer Johnson? Could it be uh, Ali Khalifa ends up playing point forward for BYU in many respects? You're going to have to adjust it, and BYU needs to understand that A, against uh, UCF, A, Take care of the basketball. I believe if BYU has under 10 turnovers in this game, they'll run away with a victory over UCF. Number two... Find good shots. I thought BYU's shot, shot selection against Cincinnati was awful, and it, it pr- improved markedly going into that Baylor game. Continue to do what you did against Baylor, running the sets, and fi- uh, opening opening up the offense, and making that extra pass to an open teammate. When BYU shares the basketball, that's when they've been the, at their absolute best this year. So I'd like to see BYU's assist-to-turnover ratio in this game be very skewed towards assists of out, vastly outweighing their turnovers. And I think a go a long way to helping BYU get their first ever Big 12 win. And then the the third thing for me in terms of like a key to this game for BYU is just go out there and play loose. Uh, It feels like BYU can get a little tight. They got tight in that final 10 minutes against Cincinnati when uh, the officiating got questionable against Baylor, which uh, Mark Pope, (laughs) the water water bottle that exploded uh, would indicate that he was not happy with the officiating. But... You got to go and just uh, play loose, play basketball, and and understand why you're playing this game. It's easy to get uptight, and it, it's easy to be like, okay, we we got to we got to grind through this. I want to see BYU relax a little bit out there. And I know that sounds counterintuitive because you're supposed to be locked in, you're supposed to be doing your thing, but there there is. There, there is a level to where if you're so laser-focused and so locked in that actually comes to your detriment as a basketball team. So I'm looking forward to this game. It's a 2 o'clock tip on, here on the Wasatch Front, uh, 2 o'clock Mountain Time, 4 o'clock Eastern, so it's a mid-afternoon tip. We'll do a postcast edition after it goes final with some thoughts, and I would sincerely hope we're celebrating BYU's first-ever Big 12 win. It would be a big uh, deal, I think, for BYU to get off the schneid and get that victory over the nights, and we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll talk about that, like I said, on a postcast edition tomorrow on the podcast. All right, uh, finishing up uh, today's show with a couple other notes on BYU teams in action this weekend. A big win, a, a crazy win uh, for BYU men's volleyball last night in Chicago. We'll talk about all that as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Now, Game Time is a great thing if you guys want to go to events. And what I mean by events is sports, entertainment of any sort, uh, music, comedy, theater events. No matter what you're into or what you're interested in, Game Time has got the options for you guys. And the best part is it's all available inside the Game Time app, making it as simple as possible. You shouldn't have to worry about uh, buying your tickets when you're going to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy those tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And to take the pressure off you so you can go and just simply enjoy yourself as the patron going to the game. You can see the view from your seat before you buy inside the GameTime apps. You know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They have all-in prices showing your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. You can buy those tickets in seconds with just two taps. And by the way, there's no having to go through your email to find the barcodes when you get to the event. It's all available, once again, inside the GameTime app. It's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. So take the guesswork out of buying your tickets and do it with our friends at GameTime today, my friends. Download the GameTime app create an account use the promo code locked on for twenty dollars off your first purchase right now terms apply again create an account redeem the promo code l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets of course they're here for you guys make sure you're taken care of and it's the lowest price and it's all of course guaranteed it's kubota orange day shop the years best selection of kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day, everybody. I want to remind you guys that Locked On has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering everything in, in, in sports. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel right now. Alright, uh, BYU sports this weekend. Well, before we look forward let's look back real quick. A Big win for the BYU uh, men's volleyball program uh, number 9 in the country. They got a huge win on the road last night in 5 sets beating Loyola Chicago. Huge showing for them. They actually found themselves on the ropes. I think it was a 13-11 if I'm not mistaken in that 5th set. BYU comes storming back to win it uh, I believe 15-12, 15-13 no, no matter. It was a big win for BYU 3 sets to 2. They get the 5 set victory. They stay out there in the Chicago area to take on Lewis tomorrow night. Uh, looking forward to seeing if they can uh, get to 4-0 on the season, and it should be a great opportunity to do so. Lewis is uh, ranked number 14 in the country. As I mentioned, BYU ranked number 9, so uh, we'll see where things uh, shake out for BYU tomorrow night if you want to tune into that. Uh, it is going to be a live stream. You can go to BYUcougars.com. That starts at 6 o'clock Mountain Time uh, as the Cougars take on the Flyers from Lewis University, but a big win for BYU all the same, as I mentioned. Also, coming up tomorrow, yeah, BYU Uh, uh, women's basketball, they are taking on a Cincinnati at the Marriott Center. Now, this is a 4 o'clock tip. So if you want to watch BYU men's basketball, maybe uh, head over at halftime and then catch the second half before you watch BYU women's basketball in action. They take on the Cincinnati Bearcats. It's a 4 o'clock tip. It'll be on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. Just like the BYU men's basketball team uh, is on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus as well. So if you want to sit on your couch and get a nice double header, 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock, it's a great way to do it as well. The best part is you can be done with hoops and have the rest of your evening after about 6.30 to do whatever else you want to do with it. So uh, looking forward to that. It should be a fun weekend for both of those teams. And I'm hoping, uh, fingers crossed, that both the women's and men's basketball teams pick up their first Big 12 wins and avoid this winless slide they've been on uh, since Big 12 play began for all of them. And then one other note for you guys in terms of this weekend, you've got uh, also – where did it go? Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, Oh, that's uh, coming up on Monday, excuse me. So I I mentioned – oh, no, it is. It's happening tomorrow. Okay, so BYU Women's Gymnastics. They're participating in the Sprouts Farmers Market Collegiate Quad event – Uh, which is taking place at the Mavericks Center tomorrow. That'll be at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. They are uh, part of the group. They'll be facing off against Cal and two other programs if you want to get out to the Mavericks Center. It'll also be uh, streamed live on the ACC network, of all things. So, uh, crazily enough, if you want to tune into that, that's a great way to support the women's gymnastics team. And then coming up tonight, uh, BYU women's soccer had a fantastic season. Now, it didn't necessarily end the way they wanted it to as they uh, pursued a, a national championship, but it is still a big opportunity for them Uh, in terms of the professional ranks. The Utah Royals have come back as members of the NWSL. They'll be making their debut later this spring uh, as they make their re-debut in the NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League. And there are a number of top-level prospects from BYU Women's Soccer that have entered the NWSL draft. There are like 230 players that are eligible for selection, just 56, excuse me, 56 5 six, uh, selections in the draft that's taking place tonight in a four-round uh, setup. Uh, Olivia Wade Katoa, who is one of BYU's best players, Brecken Mozingo, are all in this draft, and it would be fun to see them get their names called. Olivia Wade Katoa, uh, based on what I've read slash heard, she's all but assured that she'll be being picked up in the NWSL. It is my hope that any of these BYU players who don't get picked up in this draft, that the Utah Royals pick them up and really make the Royals as a— uh, as ho- BYU in Utah... Uh- centric as they can. I know that you can't completely fill out the roster with all Utah athletes that are collegiate athletes from the state of Utah, but I'd like to see more representation at the professional level, and BYU is pumping out some very, very talented soccer players in recent years. Olivia Wade Catoa is just the latest, so to have uh, her potentially playing uh, in in the NWSL, I'd love to see her with the Royals, because you already have uh, Michelle Vasconcelos, as well as uh, uh, Michaela Coulihan, or Michaela Clough, I should say, already uh, set to play for the Royals this year. It's a big opportunity, and we'll see where things shake out in the NWSL draft tonight, but uh, it looks like things are looking on the up for BYU, and we'll see what happens with Olivia Wade-Katoa, Brecken Mozingo, I believe Leveni is uh, also in there, the former BYU defender who spent last year at Florida. She's also in the draft, so uh, some big opportunities for a number of these players, and we'll see what happens. It'd be really, really fun to see a number of BYU women's soccer players representing at the professional level, and and even uh, representing even more in mass numbers with the Utah Royals of the NWSL. All right, so. There you go. That's what I got for you guys on a Friday. A big thank you once again for you guys' support of the podcast. As I mentioned on tomorrow's show, uh, we will be uh, doing a postcast, not tomorrow's show, uh, tomorrow afternoon, evening. I'll sit down and do a postcast reacting to whatever happened uh, in BYU and UCF. And as I mentioned, if you want to win tickets to the Iowa State game next Tuesday at the Marriott Center, uh, you got to be a member of our subtext community. I'll be uh, texting out uh, the directions of how you can win those tickets to watch Iowa State and BYU in the Marriott Center Tuesday night. That'll be coming out today day for you guys. So stay tuned for that. For those of you who are already on subtext, or if you want to sign up, I uh, get in on it right away. All right, there you go. That's going to do it. A big thank you once again uh, for ch- uh, checking out the show. Thank you once again, as I always say, for making it your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers, And of course, we'll be back again with you guys soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.